Welcome to the Behold Podcast, a project of Arcade Church. We're so grateful you've joined us today, and we're going to be discussing something that you may want to listen to first before you have your kids around. We are discussing the topic of pornography. We're going to talk about some statistics that are pretty alarming, but of course, we are going to end our episode with hope. So give us a listen, stick around, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, Craig. How you doing, Beth? Good. Hi, Shelby. Hello. Shelby! Yay! <laughs> we get to have our friend Shelby with us today. Finally, we, we have an adult at the table. Yes. That's important. <laughs> yeah. And we have a extra bonus of a power washer outside. So if, if there's a little extra noise, we apologize. But... Here we are. Yeah. We're just going to push forward, and we hope that you just keep listening. Hey, reminded me when you said power washer and noise, how awesome is Ethan Pravat's opening song for us? So, it's epic. It's so it's cool. cool. I mean, it's not noise, that's for sure. I just love it. I mean... It, it makes me feel cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's our podcast music? Oh, we're cool. Yeah. I, I think I just subtract 30 years off my age. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. Totally. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shelby. Appreciate it. Well, hey, today I have kind of a fun question for us. Okay. What is your hobby? So, Craig, you go first. What's your hobby? Well, um, my hobby that I've enjoyed probably five or six years, or really a little longer than that, is I love, I love roasting coffee. My sister-in-law and I, we go in and get 150-pound sacks of hmm. raw beans of whatever, from whatever country we choose, and then uh, we kind of split it up and... I roast coffee. And we sometimes get to That's have right. that roast coffee. It is sometimes, so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Shelby? What's your hobby? Well, I have a two-year-old. Mm. So okay, that's there's, good enough. That's, Moving that's on. That's a good hobby. <laughs> Moving on. She's the best. She, she is, is the best. She is. She's she a cutie. Yep. What about you, Beth? Um, I love to bake. Ooh. Baking is like You know, Beth, you keep talking about that, but uh, not a lot of proof. <laughs> What do you like to bake? What's your favorite thing to bake? My favorite thing to bake is peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. Mm. I've baked them so many times, I don't even look at the recipe. Mm. I always make like two or three batches. I use separate bowls so that the recipe stays perfect. And I make two or three batches and then I'll freeze Mm. like 80% of that. And then we'll have, oh, it's Friday night. Who wants some chocolate chip cookies? And I'll bake six cookies and then they're hot and and fresh. And and that's your husband's go-to cookie, right? Yeah. 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 Yum. I have yeah. tasted them. They are It's just like very, a perfect combination of mm-hmm. all the good things. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll yes. be in heaven. I'm kind of, and I'm kind <laughs> of a snob. Like if someone's like, I make a good peanut butter chocolate chip cookie. Wow, this is confession time already. Woo. I'm like, mm, do you? Do you? Is wow. Wow. Mm. Man. Yeah. So today we're talking about humility. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we can get Chad to cut that part out about Beth being a big no, fat it's jerk. Staying. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no, that stays. Yes. That absolutely stays. No, That's it's right. confidence, and we need to taste your cookies. Okay, someday. I'll bring some. Yeah, whatever. I'll bring some in soon. Okay. Then I then I eat them too. That's the problem. So that's anyway. true. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about kind of a, a uncomfortable topic today, but one as. Christians and followers of Jesus, we really need to address. So Craig, mm-hmm. you want to kick us off? Yeah, uh, we're going in, and part of the, the purpose of this podcast is not just to jump on the podcast train, uh, but 
to to talk about things that we typically don't get a chance to talk about on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you're driving for us, Shelby, yeah. in the sense of we you want us to talk about things that we really can't get into a sermon on mm-hmm. or there's not, I guess we could have a seminar on it, but sure. uh, that kind of stuff. And so the topic that we're going to talk about today is it's, it's a very difficult topic and it's a tragic one. That's on that's pornography. Mm-hmm. And so our goal today, I'm hoping, is the three of us can have this conversation and maybe the first half of this show just be kind of information, FYI, because mm-hmm. some of the stats that you found, Shelby, um, I, I've been swimming in the stream a long time as far as helping young men and older men my age with porn problems, but I didn't know it was that big of a deal. Yeah. And then the last half is really, okay, how can, we, how can we help people? How can we help parents? How can we help someone who's overwhelmed by pornography or someone that ha- knows someone mm-hmm. that's overwhelmed by pornography? So kind of split the, the show in half yeah. like that. Um, I do want to talk about a, a definition of porn, and, and Beth, you and I kind of came up with this mm-hmm. one a little bit, is pornography is defined as material that is predominantly sexually explicit and intended primarily for the purpose of sexual arousal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we don't get into hardcore, softcore, right. porn is porn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Porn is porn. Right, and whether it's visual or the written word or yeah, right. spoken right. spoken word yeah. or there's, don't give yourself an excuse or an out yeah. because right. it's not yeah. a video right. or yeah. something like that. Right, yeah. And that's, and that's an, I, I, I put down in our show notes here, I think it was a United States senator when they were talking about pornography back in the 80s. I, I don't remember for sure, but he, he was asked to define porn, and he said porn is difficult to define, but we all know it when we see it. Yeah. Yeah. And in, to what you just said, Beth, I think that is so true. You know that it's porn when right. you see it. You don't have to, ah, that's not it. Right. If you have to justify it, probably right. is. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Shelby, you've got, you know, when we had our meeting a couple of weeks ago, we just asked you, hey, do that voodoo you do with, <laughs> with metrics and statistics. That's kind of your jam, mm-hmm. your superpower. And you went far deeper than we have time to yeah, go. definitely. But too, just, too much. just help, uh, help the listener, especially maybe the parent that, uh, that is like your generation of parent, mm-hmm. you're brand new, your daughter doesn't have a struggle with this just yet. Right. And so uh, I think we have a lot of parents like that. We have a lot of parents of teens that, yeah, they, it's a problem, but... How big of a problem? And you just found some stuff that's, I think, very helpful in raising awareness of the porn problem in our own country and in our churches. So what were some of the things that you found? Sure. So I think one of the big illusions that we believe is that it it primarily affects men, because that's yeah. what we hear, Yeah. Um, or that's the population that is most commonly addressed. And there's some truth to that, but I think the illusion is that it only affects them. And so I'm going to rattle off a couple statistics here and then talk a little bit about the ripple effect of that. So um, over 40 million Americans are regular visitors to porn sites. Um, These are just based on some pretty basic large level surveys um, that have uh, taken place. Um, And of those porn site visits, the average visit lasts six minutes, six and a half minutes, roughly 40 million Americans, regular visitors to porn sites. Um, two, there are around 42 million porn sites. I, that blew me away. I just can't. It's like, uh, yeah, me I, too. I, I, 
I didn't know the internet could sustain that. Right, but, right. Um, um, yeah. And they're saying that that totals around 370 million pages of porn. I just, I, yeah. That's completely, that's not pay-per-view. That's probably free downloads or whatever. Well, and, and there's, yes, there's a difference between paid and free, and that's a whole other kind okay. of right. can of worms. But um, nonetheless, like, that's just a, a number that's hard to comprehend. Um, number three, the porn industry's annual revenue is more than the NFL, NBA, and MLB combined, which we know that's crazy. it's already an absurd amount of money mm -hmm. in, in those, those industries. Um, it's also more than the combined revenues of ABC, CBS, and NBC. And, you know, all of our stomachs are turning already, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, number four, 47% of families in the United States reported that pornography is a problem in their home. And so, so now half, half, half of America has a problem. In yep. their home. And these are, right, we have to always remember when we're reading statistics that these are the ones that are reported. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. Um, it's a very secret thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Number five, pornography use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%. Again, something that's just hard to kind of comprehend, you know, especially mm -hmm. if we're not, if it's not something that we're either wrestling with or thinking about on the regular. It's just like, how did. It's just hard to comprehend. And then um, this one really gets me, especially as um, a mom of a young child, um, 11. The age of 11 is the average age that a child is first exposed to porn. And 94% of children will see porn by the age of 14. Wow. Um, I, you know, you just think I, it's just so much more accessible yeah. than... Um, we would like to think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this last tidbit, 56% of American divorces involve one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. So, I mean, these are obviously kind of shocking um, just because they're, they're big numbers, but also... But you didn't really have to hunt for these. No, this is not... This is not a hard thing to find. Right. So it, it's not like only one study found this. It's just unfortunate that this is... This is what so many people have discovered in trying to survey people. Um, that, and people are willing to tell this information, right. you know, which is also another thing. But what we're seeing in this, this list here, just again, just a snapshot, is that it affects families, marriages, mm -hmm. children. I mean, the whole gamut, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, like I said earlier, we so often we think it's a men's problem and, and it is, but as technology has become more accessible, we're learning that it's also very much a problem with women. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to just read this blip too when we're talking about uh, kind of the ripple effect too. Another recent survey of 29,000 people at universities in North or North America showed that 51% of men and 16% of women spend up to five hours per week online for sexual purposes. And another 11% of men spend anywhere from five to 20 hours per week um, for online sexual purposes. Um, wow. Hold on. That's a five huge change. Hours. Yes. Five hours per week. Yes, per week. Hmm. I'm thinking that's probably blowing the hair back on some of our, our families uh, because once again, as I mentioned earlier, yeah, we know it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem, but not nearly. Well, like the accessibility. Yeah. I, I never, I don't like, you like to go to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. 
But when I was a kid, if you wanted to see porn, you had to go in the back of the store right. where all that st- where all mm-hmm. the, the dirty old men were kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had to hide it in the side of Sports Illustrated and really be sneaky about it. It took a, a lot of effort mm-hmm. to be able to access this. And now all it takes is a couple of swipes of the smartphone right. and you are you have access, accessible ability of over 40 right. million websites. Well, and even to add to that, you don't even have to seek it out anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, it's almost a reverse problem. It finds you. It kind of, finds you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially with algorithms on YouTube or social media. You know, if you're a young, it doesn't even have to be young, but if they figure out that you're a man mm-hmm. and you have interests that a lot of men do, then they send you this content. And, and you know, you could call it the, the slippery slope of content. Maybe it's not, you know, but mm-hmm. we said porn is porn. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, you, we used to have to seek it out, mm-hmm. but now it's it's almost like you just have to be on the defense more than maybe ever because it's just hard to avoid. Well, that's, that's interesting because, like, for example, on Instagram, I have an Instagram mm-hmm. account. I'm not on it very often, but when I am, I'm there, and I'll do a search or whatever. And what's amazing is that they know I'm a guy, mm-hmm. and... What shows up every once in a while are scantily clad women mm-hmm. that show up in, in my search. I didn't search for them. Right. They just show up. But I have to manually go into my search engine and say, this is inappropriate mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. each each image. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yet they keep on coming. That's right. And so it, it's something that will never leave us alone right. probably. Yep. Well, and I'm going to put on my old mom hat and say, yeah. does your fourth grader really need a smartphone? Yeah. Does your fifth grader really need a smartphone? Mm-hmm. Because you're handing them access mm-hmm. to pornography. I mean, yes, we all have that access as well. Mm-hmm. But your 8, 9, yeah. 10, 11-year-old, you're giving them something that gives them access to right. pornography that they don't have the mental, emotional capacity. So what would you, Beth, what would you say then to a parent that says... Hey, you know that's not my kid. I trust my kid. Um, you know they're responsible. Well, what would mm-hmm. you say to them? You know what? Your kid is probably an amazing kid. They're also a a sinner. Yeah. And unfortunately, Satan is on the prowl, yeah. and your kid is someone mm-hmm. that they want. He wants to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And one way he can get a hold of them is through pornography. And and the issue too is that. At least in my case, if I had an 11 or 12-year-old, that 11 or 12-year-old would be much more proficient right. in technology mm. right. than me. Yeah. And in fact, I, I, I want to do a, a sidestep here because right before, about five minutes before we started recording, Shelby, you, oh, you showed yeah. us um, something that was funny and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. We can't show the video just because it's audio. Right. But describe, and, and you had a visceral response to yeah. it. But describe what what these youth pastors were talking about. Yeah, so they, I don't even know what the... It was just an excerpt from something they were talking about. A couple youth pastors were talking about a complaint they had received from a mom, I think, of a teenager, saying, my child has been spending, what, like five, five, hours. To eight, five to eight hours a day, kind of what we read earlier, but on the Bible app. And, you know, this youth pastor's thinking, like, well, that's a weird complaint. You know, you want your middle schooler to be spending time in the Word, and then they dug a little bit deeper and they realized that he was using the Bible app and importing his own 
naked picture Mm -hmm. over pictures of scripture and sharing it with his girlfriend. And, and I don't know how all that worked. I don't know that there's a messaging feature, whatever this Bible, but he figured it out. Mm -hmm. And, that they were exchanging explicit mm-hmm. content through the Bible app. And the funny part that we kind of were just giggling about is every every one of those had like a scripture reference at the bottom of it, yeah. you know? And so you think, oh my goodness. But the point is that they're going to figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. they're smart, you know, mm-hmm. um, and smarter than us. And you know? parents, that child's phone yeah. is your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the right to take their phone to have their passwords, to decide what apps they do or don't have, mm-hmm. to that, that check would be their an phone. invasion of privacy. No, until that kid moves out or turns 18, yeah. they don't get privacy. That's right. Like, you don't know. Their safety, their protection, mm-hmm. their hearts, like, protect yeah. your kids' hearts. Mm-hmm. Even if they cross their arms and stomp their foot and yeah. have a hard time with it, check your kids' right. phones. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing, that video... The mm-hmm. mom already had some kind of protection on there or else she wouldn't have known how much time right. he was spending on that mm-hmm. app. But mm-hmm. even, th- you know what I'm saying? Right. So like she had these controls in place and yet he still found a way. Yep. Yeah. Earlier on, uh, one of you, it may have been you, Shelby, mentioned that this is not just a dude's problem, right. uh, but rather it's it's spanning into into the women's market. So just describe that a little. Sure. Do you have some numbers on that I at do. all? Or? I do. So some of the statistics are saying that um, up until recently, basically, the statistics, 20 to 30% of regular porn users are women. And so what I had mentioned I, I earlier... I would not have figured that no. out. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. I mean, I'm not sure what the, the full you know sample size was or whatever, but the, the thing I mentioned earlier, too, is that you know women... Shame is a big piece of this. And so that, that number is probably conservative. Yeah. Right. Um, those are the ones that we we know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's a growing and significant problem. Another interesting thing I read um, on the Biblical Counseling Coalition was, um, I'm just going to quote this because yeah. I thought this was so That's interesting. Yeah. It says, the attitude among Christian girls in Gen Z <clears throat> is very much, what's the big deal of referring to porn? Every girl watches pornography. I heard that from a 12-year-old girl in a church where I spoke. Some youth groups have reached out because anonymous surveys of their youth groups showed that 100% of the girls struggled with pornography and they had no idea it was that bad. I, There's I mean, so many layers to that. You think about, um, we don't know what those girls are watching, what kind of pornography. There's pornography that promotes harm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there. yes, pornography is bad. Right. There's also pornography that, portrays a harmful form yes. of... It's abusive. Ab- yeah. Yes, Violent. thank you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, these girls are looking at bodies that are probably unattainable, mm-hmm. right? So then it affects how they view their own body. That's like, right. there's so many layers to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. destructiveness yes. of that statistic yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit later, too, about kind of the, the larger ripple effect of, like, what is the cost of this, right? Mm-hmm. We're going right. to get to that. Yeah. And two... I, we didn't talk about this, but since you two are, are here, with men, speaking for my people, with men, pornography is pure pleasure. Mm. Is that the case? Would that be the case with mm. women, or is it more relational? Is it more shame-based? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, for men, it's pleasure-based mm-hmm. and control-based. Mm-hmm. Is I can control the situation. Uh, is, is it that way for women, in a sense, of viewing porn is it pure pleasure or is it 
is it to attain to that, hmm. what they're seeing? What I, do you guys think? That's an interesting question. I think, gosh, I think women have, have a different, like a need or mm-hmm. a desire for affection or uh, desirability mm-hmm. um, that maybe they are not, that they're, that spot in their heart is just feeling neglected, let's yeah. say. Mm. And so then perhaps they'll, they'll try and find more of a story, maybe a romance novel that yes. has, uh, you know, the sexual relationship written out. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily the images, it's the relationship and the images. I would assume so. See, and, I would and say and with this men, is just it's an purely assumption. 100% images. Yeah. Well, I think the with statistics guys. are saying it's becoming, the problem with women is becoming a lot more that way, right? Mm. So the, the more visual, image-based. more image-based. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we're not, we're, they're not defining pornography as romance novels, right? right? But we know that you can actually use that for that purpose. A right. lot of women do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, name any of the the kind of explicit, not even kind of explicit novels right. that women are escaping to mm-hmm. um, for kind of the similar purpose that men mm-hmm. are escaping to visual pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a slightly different outlet. But I, I think that it's both for women. I right. think that um, not only do, are they watching um, pornography, mm-hmm. but they're using their imagination in a mm-hmm. different way mm-hmm. um, for romance. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to, like you said, to fill that need that the husband is saying his wife doesn't fulfill and now the wife is right. saying her husband doesn't or, or whatever. No one is right. fulfilling somehow. So I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let, let's uh, kind of segue. Uh, Beth, you mentioned parenting. I want to, I want to land on that just a little bit okay. because I, I think um, I was oblivious to this when our son was, um, even really Sarah's age, mm-hmm. which is high school, mm-hmm. and certainly when mm-hmm. he was Isley's age, uh, when he was growing up, there was no internet necessarily mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. so it was easy to keep images from him, right. at least in our home, mm-hmm. didn't have a smartphone, all that kind of stuff. It's different now. Yeah. Parenting is different mm-hmm. now. Yep. And, and so what... Yeah, and we're all three different stages of yeah. parenting. Beth, you're almost an empty mm-hmm. nester, not quite, and you are just you're building your nest. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so, and then I've got grandkids. I've got grandkids. Yeah. You do? Age. Did I, have I not talked about them? <laughs> we'll put some pictures on the show notes, I'm sure. So, but what are some strategies or some things, some handles that we can be able to talk to parents about mm-hmm. at different stages of their parenting life? Go ahead, Beth. Okay. Well, I think it's important to um, how we respond, and I didn't say react on purpose, Mm -hmm. how we respond to our kids, whether you catch them in the moment or you have grabbed their phone and are going through it and see things that are, they're going to be horrifying Mm -hmm. um, if you find anything, even if it's they've downloaded a photo or they've taken a photo of themselves. Don't react. Because mm-hmm. that's going to put shame on them. And then when maybe they do need to come and talk to you, they're going to worry about your reaction. Mm-hmm. So respond, right? Respond in in love. Respond in with grace. Um, and help them see that you are there to help them, mm-hmm. not to, mm-hmm. you know, 
shame them not to act like you never have any sin. Um, But I think, and I use the word shame and I get it, but I think especially if that child is a believer, Mm -hmm. that shame and guilt is a a proper response to Mm -hmm. sin. Sure, yes. But what happens, I think, so many times with parents is they they rest it there, they stop there. And it's a great time to give the gospel Mm -hmm. to them Mm -hmm. and says, hey, this shame and guilt you have, Jesus has paid for. Mm -hmm. And I think how how important that would be for that. But yeah, it's... it's, Your child, as you said would never come to you ever again right? if yeah. all you do is you see them as a nail and you're the hammer. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You know. Yeah. Sorry, I went off script a little there, Shelby. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no it's good. great. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I, I think another thing that's really interesting about <laughs> the the curiosity of mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. Um, because they, they don't know... Mm-hmm. I mean, they may, they may, right? right? But if we're talking about a, a child that's exposed to pornography for the very first time, they're probably curious because their friend brought it to school. It's right. on their friend's phone. Right. Or, you know, we're not just talking about the Playboy magazine that someone snuck out of their parents' bedroom right. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's something that is just accessible on their smartphone, on their whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are getting creative, right? So we figured this out. Um, but there, there's a level of curiosity that... I think is going with what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? There, the sex is a God-given gift, mm-hmm. and so the the sexual drive cannot be properly directed at that age. Mm-hmm. And right. so we have to disciple these children to understand that this is, you know, keeping them in a bubble is difficult, right? You know, Brian and I talk about how how do you teach your kids this? We're not going to teach Isley this at the age of two, but when is the right when is the right time? Which right. is the classic question, right. um, and you hope that it's before they're they're actually harmed. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's important to start talking about your body. Yeah. Like God made your body. Isn't it amazing? Mm-hmm. Look at your fingers and toes. Wow, that's amazing. Look at your eyes. Wow. You know, as yeah. their toddler mm-hmm. age, and then they get to be mm-hmm. a preschooler or they're potty training, and you yep. can start talking about however you want to put it, your no-no zones or, you know, wherever your bathing suit covers, this is the only people who can see that or Mm -hmm. touch it. Mm -hmm. You know, if anyone does, you need to come and tell Mm -hmm. mommy or if anyone shows you, you know, you just, you start having lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of little conversation, whether it's in the bathtub or as you're tucking them into bed or, you know, you're reading the story of Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve were naked. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities to start having the conversation when they're young. So as they get to be 11 or 12 and you're talking about puberty Mm -hmm. and body changes and you know, hormones and desires, it's just a part of, That's right. it's just a normal part of your conversation. It's not like, oh, now mom's blushing because right. it's embarrassing. And, and yeah, maybe it is, but just keep talking, keep yes. talking. Keep yes, talking. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best advice I think we can give parents on anything is rather than have these big, humongous, long sit down, come to Jesus meetings that are so episodic, that encourage our young people to go underground, mm-hmm. even with their parents, to have what you're talking about, these many, many conversations that are, are, are innocent, mm-hmm. that 
that might satisfy the curiosity that right. that children naturally have, mm-hmm. knowing full well that Satan uses curiosity yeah. to suck us into mm-hmm. all kinds of sinful thoughts and mm-hmm. activities. And so for parents to be that engaged with that, right. because there is, and we're not going to talk a whole lot about it today, but there is a theology of sex. Of sex. Mm-hmm. There just is. And the, the beautiful thing about the Bible is it doesn't blush about sex. It, it, yeah. it doesn't, it's not embarrassed by that. Um, we know in Genesis with, 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 the, uh, with the command for Adam and Eve to, to create and to make more of themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that includes the act of sex. Mm-hmm. But then we have later on in the Bible, you've got this, the forbidden book, <laughs> Song of Songs. Oh, my goodness. If you want to get giggles, just read the Song of Songs out. Some people call the Song of Solomon. I call it the Song of Songs because I, I'm not sure that Solomon wrote that. But it's, it's about sex. Mm-hmm. It's about this, this draw that this man and this woman, this husband and wife have in, this, in, the, in the pleasure of sex within their marriage. And it's... It's beautiful poetry when you leave it that way. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes theologians, they ruin it by saying, well, this is about the church. And no, it's about, it's about a man and a woman who love each other mm-hmm. in marriage mm-hmm. and they desire each other sexually. And mm-hmm. the beauty of that um, is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that might be something that mom and dad would want to read with their young teenager as they're talking about sexuality mm-hmm. and uh, all those things that are so difficult many times to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's look at God's word. Let's look and see. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let them snicker a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's all right. It, right. It's weird. It's, yeah. it's weird, but it's beautiful as well. Yeah, because uh, sexual relationship in marriage is beautiful and it's life, literally life-giving. Yeah. And yeah. It, it creates a bond and intimacy and all those wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, outside of marriage... Um, it's dangerous and destructive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It causes harm. Um, you may think it doesn't, or you may not see the harm, or you may assume that you're not hurting anyone mm-hmm. if you're just you're married and you're watching pornography, or you you aren't married and pornography and uh, you know all of the things that go along with that mm-hmm. um, are not hurting anyone. But God's word has something else to say yeah. about yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that really is, you know, that has been at the seed of all temptation is no doubt somewhere in Eve's mind before she took the forbidden fruit is what's it going to harm? Mm-hmm. I can handle it. I can, I can deal with it. And I think that as I've talked to many young men and older men who are in the throes of all out habitual sin with pornography, they began that way. I can manage it. Mm-hmm. I can handle it. It's yeah. just for it's just for temporary pleasure and relief. That's all it is, and then all of a sudden it owns them. It, it's yeah. and and they become part of the statistics that you yeah. read right. uh, early on, Shelby. Um, you came across some interesting things out of the Journal of Adolescent Health, which is probably not my favorite journal to read. But I read over <laughs> the things that you that you read, and it's very beneficial. And so. What, do, what does prolonged exposure to pornography lead to? What were some of the things that you found? So, you know, you, you'd almost, the long, longer you think about this stuff, it makes sense, but we don't think about it, you know? So right. prolonged exposure to this thing. So you're talking about an exaggerated perception of sexual activity in society. So, um, 
you know, you're be careful, little eyes, what you see. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of you know, it it it, it uh, changes our brain. It actually does, and we could go on and on about that. But okay, um, diminished trust between intimate couples, mm-hmm. um, abandonment of the hope of sexual monogamy, like, because this is a fantasy, right? You get to you have a relationship with someone for what is it, six minutes mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it said, and then you break up with them. So well, I going, mean, you can yeah, and going yeah. back to the previous one, diminished trust between intimate couples, at least with the men that I deal with and 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 pray for and things. Um, the reason why it's diminished is because there's no way that their wife would comply to the images that they see. Right. She can't look like that, nor will she act that way. Right. And, um, and so therefore the husband's interest in his wife just completely diminishes, yeah. uh, over that. Well, and I'm sure she in turn, whether she's caught him or found out about mm-hmm. it, then maybe hurt or, you know, if women are watching more, the, the spouse who's not partaking yeah. in the pornography viewing, then that person's trust mm-hmm. is diminished because, oh, well, yeah. you're looking at that. What else are you doing? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's a natural response of insecurity mm-hmm. because I'm for some reason not good enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Belief that promiscuity is the natural state. We read that statistic earlier. Well, this is just kind of normal. Mm-hmm. This is what people do. It's just this, we kind of Boys land, will be boys. Right. Yeah. The, ex- yeah. the way that we excuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, a belief that abstinence and sexual inactivity are unhealthy. It's Which, almost the butt of so many jokes yeah. in our yeah. society. Yeah. Yep. You know, is, it, is what? Uh, abstinence? Are you kidding me? We, we can't survive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what our children are being discipled with. Right. Yeah. Uh, cynicism about love or the need for affection between sexual partners. Hmm. Um, I mean, it just goes on. Believe that marriage is sexually confining, you know, not desiring to even have a family or child raising. You know, it, it just takes the investment, the commitment out of it, and mm-hmm. it just makes it a pleasure cycle, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, all of those, I think, once again, when when people come to us and say, yeah, I look at porn, what's the harm? Well, listen to this podcast yeah. and listen to the stats that you just read because it does go on because there's other research uh, that indicates pornography consumption is associated with some trends that mm-hmm. you found. And so what were those trends? So, I, I mean, we're looking at marital distress, you know, mm-hmm. risk of separation, divorce. Um, we talked a little bit about this, but like, you know, the distance between um, mm-hmm. a man and woman, right? Regardless of who the offender is, mm-hmm. there's just marital intimacy that decreases, um, sexual satisfaction decreases. I mean, and, and then, you, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger. Infidelity, um, you know, watching pornography makes you want to watch more pornography, right? right? So it increased appetite or, or even increased appetite for more explicit content, things mm-hmm. that, that get more... Um, uh, abusive, right? Illegal, unsafe practices, mm-hmm. self-harm. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, overall devaluing of, of monogamy, of marriage, of child raising, just so many things that we see in scripture are beautiful things that God created, and yet we're perverting them. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. Um, and When you talk to anybody my age, any guy my age that struggles with porn, and you ask them, where did it start? Mm. And for many of them, they will say, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's where it started. Yeah. It's the number one seller for Sports Illustrated, even right now. Right. And that's where it started. And, and, and we could justify that. Well, they're clothed. 
Yeah, you know, they're not okay. naked. They're not nude. Right. They're not committing any sex acts. But, but then yet... we go back to our definition, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah right. no soft porn. Let, right. Because that's what it's excused as, right? right? This is soft porn and eh, they're clothed. That's like whatever. But no. to your point is that softcore leads to hardcore right. eventually mm-hmm. because that satisfaction is no longer there. You have to increase the satisfaction mm-hmm. and the intensity and then it gets into some really... Well, then yeah. it even goes, you brought up infidelity. Like, yeah, right. Okay, I'm... I'm sitting at home. I'm watching pornography. My spouse isn't willing to do these things. Well, mm-hmm. I can go find someone right. who is willing right. to do those yep. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about how this affects our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's some more, um, I'm not going to go over all of this stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit about when our children or even adolescents are directly exposed to pornography, some of the effects that have been found in research are really long lasting traumatic yeah. emotional responses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, again, we, we've believed this lie that like, eh, it just affects me. It's short term. It's just a, you know, a sexual release, whatever you want to call it. Um, it, it also leads to like when they're watching Port and Young, it, it leads to an earlier onset of sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you think about the risk of STDs mm-hmm. and those types of things. It's just like, making it happen earlier in life. Well, and we've also learned that there's an STD that actually causes cervical cancer, yep. which can kill you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot, several times about just marriage being unattractive, right? So like people are not wanting to be um, in in marriage, committing mm-hmm. to, the, to one person. I yeah. mean, that's just, I'm sure that's yeah. uh, um, for a lot of men. Well, um, they've already been unfaithful mentally. Right. Mm. And so is it that big of a stretch to become unfaithful physically? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so that's difficult. Well, this is, I mean, we, we, listener, we, ought, we, we purposefully are making this depressing. Yeah, yeah. Because it is, it is overwhelming. And we could, Shelby could go on for hours right. with stats that you came up with um, that just take us deeper and deeper and deeper into the slew of despair mm-hmm. because there is no hope. But now I'd like us to turn a corner mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about hope and okay. how if you are overwhelmed with the desire for pornography or if you know someone who is, how can, how can you be able to experience the transformation that God promises mm-hmm. yeah. for those who believe him and and Beth right out of the gate is something that you you this is this is the well that you go to all mm-hmm. the time yep. and it's so powerful is that and so if you are overwhelmed with pornography mm-hmm. and and you hate it um, praise God that you hate it yeah. because there was mm-hmm. a time probably when you loved it mm-hmm. but you hate it you hate what it does in your relationships so Beth what would you do with someone that has come to you Right out of the gate, what yeah. would you say to them? I would, I would tell them to constantly preach the gospel to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to yourself because you're going to listen to yourself and you're going to think, I'm a failure, mm-hmm. I'm a loser, a I great, don't even know yeah, why I yeah. try. Right? That's listening to yourself. Preaching the gospel to yourself is saying, I am a child of God. When God looks at me, he sees Jesus' righteousness. I am forgiven. I am set free from sin. I am no longer bound by this. I do not have to give in to this sin. And then six seconds later, when you're like, Start oh, over. I really want to, mm-hmm. I am a child of God. Yeah. I am yeah. forgiven. I am redeemed. I am no longer bound by the chains of sin. I do not, ha- I like 
over and over and over and mm-hmm. over. Preach. Don't listen to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Preach to yourself. And that's why, you know, listener, if you, if you don't, if you don't attend Arcade Church, because what, what Beth just talked about is, is part of our vocabulary here, due in large part because you kind of... You coined it, I You think. coined it, yeah. yeah. I like to say you coined it. I just stole it. You know, I'll, I'll, whatever. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I get the royalties. That's all that matters. Yes. Here's a penny. <laughs> but, but that's part of our verbiage here at yeah. Arcade Church. And so to the Arcadian, that's probably nothing new. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, of course, Beth just said that. But if you, if you are a listener and you don't and you live out of the area, or maybe you attend another church, or maybe you don't attend a church, you must attend a church that accents every gathering the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. If, if that church does not do that, they're doing something else that's probably not helpful. Mm-hmm. And so find a church, that a local church, that you can go to and attend and gather with that will give you that gospel. Because Beth just, it took you, what, 30 seconds. Yeah. But you've been swimming in the gospel mm-hmm. for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And so it's very natural to, but for a lot of our listeners, mm-hmm. the gospel is this is me praying a prayer and, and then I, I guess I get forgiven. Yeah. Well, and you know what else I, I'm feeling I need to say is if you believe in Jesus, if Jesus is your savior, you are forgiven. Yeah. Like live in the reality that you're forgiven. Yeah, that's good. You don't have to beg God to forgive you. Mm-hmm. He's you're forgiven. If you believe in Jesus, you are forgiven. Like walk in that truth mm-hmm. and then preach it to yourself. Yeah. And not as an excuse to keep sinning, no, right? No, no, but no. in a response yes. of of dedication yep. and um gratitude, yeah. Yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's why in talking a few minutes ago about the shame and guilt mm-hmm. is the number one thing that Satan wants us to experience is the shame and guilt mm-hmm. and, and for us to wallow in that. Yeah, and it becomes handicapping. And that's what happens when we start listening to ourselves mm-hmm. is I'm a loser. I must, I must not be a Christian because right. real Christians don't struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get this right. And Satan is giving a slow clap every yeah. time. Right. Yep. Because of that. And that's why the gospel must prevail in any area that mm-hmm. we struggle with. Doesn't it may not be porn. Right. Right. It might be It might be gossip. It might be overeating. Yeah. It might be uh, you know, Can reliving we leave eating out of this, please. <laughs> it might be reliving, you know, a hurtful thing someone did to right. you. Yeah. Or or a sin that you did in your past that mm-hmm. that pops up in your head. Greed, revenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell yourself. Preach to yourself. Yeah. Oh, thank you, God, for forgiving me for that mm-hmm. sin I committed 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. You're amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you for forgiving me. Thank you for blessing. You know, right, right, right. right. And maybe even in the show notes, um, I know, Shelby, you oversee this, is could we put some key passages of scripture mm-hmm. that we would highly recommend people memorize? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, if you really can't articulate the gospel as well as what Beth just did, what I do uh, many times is I just recite scripture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, and so maybe we can add a few yeah, absolutely. in the show notes, just some easy mm-hmm. memory verses that uh, would be helpful with that. Also, I think another helpful thing is you you got to have this resolve mm-hmm. to deal with it. Yeah, you, you you've got to be this resolve where there's there's no holds barred. You are going to deal with this in a decisive way. In biblical counseling, we call that radical amputation. Yeah. It's, it's from Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, if your right hand caused you to sin, cut it off. Mm-hmm. If your right eye caused you to sin, pluck it out. He's not, he's being hyperbolic. He's exaggerating mm-hmm. there. He says, 
just as you would be that severe with your own body, be that kind of decisiveness with your soul Mm. in the sense if there is something in your life that is dishonoring to God and harming other people, which by the way, they both things happen at the same Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. then you've got to amputate that from your life. I I, I go back uh, in our, in our, in our pre-show meeting, you know, the movie Castaway mm-hmm. with with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I forget the main character's or Tom Hanks character's name, but uh, he's on this deserted island. He's all by himself, and it's because of a, a plane wreck. I don't want to spoil everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's old enough. It I think. Is it old enough? Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's this movie called Wizard of Oz. I don't want to spoil <laughs> it for anybody. You know, but uh, no. Tom Hanks character is on this deserted island, and he he is his desires to get off the island. And so he builds these makeshift rafts and he tries to get off and, and he makes it, this first try, he makes it over one surf or one set of waves and then just absolutely crashes on the second mm-hmm. set of waves. And if memory serves, it's been a few years since I saw the movie, uh, he tries it again. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens. These waves just overwhelm mm-hmm. him. And, he, and after that, he stops trying and he's there for five years yeah. on this island. Yep. And I, I see that with so many men is I tried, I tried to get victory mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I just failed. Mm-hmm. I tried it again and I failed. I read this book. I joined this group. I got this computer filter yeah. and I just fail every time. And, and so many of the men that come to us, are, they just quit trying to fight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is so discouraging. And I think it goes back to, you know, quit trying to build a raft and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preach the gospel to yourself, um, and but there's got to be this resolve that no matter what waves ruin me, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel to myself. And I've seen it happen so many times with alcoholism, pornography addiction, food addiction, gambling addiction, where there's this resolve to fight. There is victory over mm. that. The temptation may never go away. And I right. tell, that's one of the first things I tell younger men in this is that you may have to fight this temptation the rest of your life. Mm. So fight. It's right. worth it. Yeah. yeah. Fight. It's worth your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's worth your soul. It's worth your conscience. Mm-hmm. And so fight. It's worth it. So how do you fight? What do you do? Shelby, I don't know. <laughs> Good one. I mean, come on. Well, it's it's... You know, video games. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a gamer. Chad, are you a gamer? Sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. Um, my son likes games, and I, I'm from the Atari generation, and so I go back to the to Atari. Now, like I'm dating my son. Pong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry, that wasn't Both of you nice. need to stop right now. <laughs> and, uh, but when you're, when you're in these video games, on, the, on level one, You've got these weapons and your enemy is super slow. Mm-hmm. They're super easy to destroy. But as you progress in the game, as you get deeper in the game, you get different levels. All of a sudden, you got to be quicker because your enemy is quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true, especially in fighting sin, is that on the surface level, hey, you know what? Yeah, I can stop looking at internet porn. I can stop that. But the problem is the damage is already done because I've got images in my mind mm-hmm that I can, I can access while I'm listening to, I'm singing a praise song in church. Right, I can right. access these images in my mind. That's the destructiveness. Yeah. And that is where we have to look to the word of God for, um, you know, um, 
uh, in Colossians chapter 3, set your mind on things yeah. above where Christ is at the right hand of the Father. And in, in Romans chapter 12 is renew your mind. Mm-hmm. And so much of the sin of pornography is simply because of, of my thinking, of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that is where we have got to be serious about ingesting and memorizing mm-hmm. the Word of God. I think the best way for a person, a man or a woman, to fight any sin, any sin, is when that thought, I think you mentioned it, mm-hmm. Beth, is that when that thought enters the mind, it is, it is met with the weapon of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It is met with the weapon of the Word of God. And that, I, I'll, I'll confess, there have been times in my pastoral career that I am serving communion. Mm. And the most evil, despicable, mm. hateful thoughts come to my mind. Sometimes they're lustful. Sometimes they're, they're animosity or divisiveness. Mm. And those are there as I'm serving communion to mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters mm. in Christ. And so we have got to train ourselves to be ready that the door of that sin cracks open. And we know it. We yeah. know it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we be ready with the weapon of the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites is is Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, when you tell yourself, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it. Well, you're thinking about it. You're thinking you know, about so, it. You know, so I'm just going to read it. Finally, yeah. brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And then I love the next verse because I think it's so applicable here. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, um, put it into practice and the God of peace will be, will be with you. I think you said this in a sermon years ago, Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say get it right every time. It doesn't mm-hmm. say be perfect at this and God will give you peace. No, no, no. Like on your knees before God, practice these things. Yeah. And um, it's it's a tool, right? Think about these things. Um, that, and, and you have to like, that's discipline, you know, yeah. and go back to our spiritual formation mm-hmm. episode because thinking about what to fill your time with. Well, I'm in between classes and I'm home alone and I know mm-hmm. that I struggle with pornography or whatever right. the thing is, right? Well, you have to think ahead and learn how to fight. You had mentioned like, what are what are those weak moments in your day mm-hmm. um, or the, the times that you're most prone to temptation mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you have to be proactive. That yeah. sounds, it's easy for us to say that, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, with if you're going to be resolved, um, stick together, too. Find yeah. people. And that's hard. I yeah, mean, I think it is. I don't want to jump ahead, but. Well, let's go back because you said to prepare yourself. So I'm, I'm working hard on uh, my health. So like I'm, I am saying no to eating certain food or whatever. And on Thursday mornings, we have staff meeting. There's always some <laughs> crazy delicious food that shows up on Thursday morning. Except when Cole's in charge. <laughs> What? Because he brought cereal. Oh, that's right. Anyway, that's easy to say no to, right? But so on Thursday morning, as I'm getting ready and thinking about my day, I'm like, oh, there's going to be food. And so in my head, I just go, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm not going to eat that. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. I mean, that's like a really small, insignificant thing. But what if there's, like you said, you're between classes and you know, you're thinking about your day ahead. Oh, between this class and this class, I have that gap of time, and that's usually when, okay, mm-hmm. here's what I'm going to do Fill instead. My time. Yeah. I'm going to go for a walk and listen to the Bible app, or I'm, I'm going to you know, call a friend, or mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. to do my hobby, or mm-hmm. so that you're 
you're practicing what you're going to do in your weak moments so that when your weak moment comes, you're not like, oh my gosh, where did this yeah. come? Yes. You yes. know what I mean? So there's there's something to be said about kind of preparing yourself yeah. for and, what's coming. And two, the beautiful thing about that, Beth, is that the fight, if if you prepare that way, the mm-hmm. fight becomes less intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so don't think for a moment, listener, that, oh, man, this is going to be... It, it is a fight, but the more that you battle this, the more that you fight this with the Word of God, with preaching to yourself, mm-hmm. the, the less intense and the less frequent the moments of temptation mm-hmm. are going to come around. Yeah. I forgot to mention, we probably should have done this in one of our previous shows on spiritual formation. There is a great app that I use all the time, and it's just simply called Fighter Verses. Oh, yeah. And I think... Desiring, des, des, Desiring so. God put mm-hmm. it out. And it's an excellent app. I believe it's free. And I use it when I'm in airports mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm on an airplane or whatever, because you can put your own verses on there. Mm. And then the app, you can make games out of it. Hmm. You can, you can like, if you're, gonna, if you're going to memorize Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, mm-hmm. um, then you can have fill in the blank or you can have multiple, multiple choice and you can kind of have a game of memorizing that verse. I use it all the time, especially when I'm waiting for mm-hmm. something or uh, I'm at an airport and I just don't want to read anymore. I'll yeah. use that. I'll walk around and just use mm-hmm. my, my fighter verses. Mm-hmm. And it's an excellent, excellent way to get the word of God awesome. into your heart. Good. And uh, Shelby, you mentioned mutual support as mm-hmm. well. How Suss that out a little bit. Well, I mean, I think that fighting any sin, pornography, of course, but um, there's... We're as the body of Christ, we need each other. We talk about this a lot at Arcade, mm-hmm. but it's same applies outside yep. of Arcade. That's right. Um, isolation is not a great place. It's not a not even no. a good place to fight sin. Mm-mm. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You are just bound to fail, um, and it's very discouraging. And so um, there is hope, um, and it's also really important to to find someone that you trust. Um, it's very likely, especially if you struggle with, uh, pornography, you're not alone (laughs) and there's probably someone that you love, you trust, or you can trust, Mm -hmm. um, who is willing to talk with you, who's willing to support you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as a a means of being resolved to fight, um, it's a really helpful and and not only are they gonna, you know, I don't know, there's a lot of different ways to do that, but they can provide encouragement Mm -hmm. to you. Um, well, and I remind was, you the sorry. truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking as, you know, knowing we were going to get to this one, as you're constantly preaching the gospel to yourself, there might be a day where you're just like in the dregs mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't preach the gospel to, hey, Shelby, yep. I'm struggling. Will mm-hmm. you help me? Mm-hmm. And then your brother or sister in Christ can say, Beth, you're forgiven. That's you're right. a child. That's right. They can preach the gospel to you. Because there's going to be, like, we all want to be strong believers in Jesus, right. and we want to be able to preach the gospel to ourselves, but we are going to have weak, swamp-bottom days, yeah. and mm-hmm. we need each other That's to right. pull us out and preach the gospel to each other when we can't preach it to right. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I think, I don't know how realistic that is for dudes. I wish it wasn't yeah. that way. But for men, and I, again, I, I don't know about for women, but for men, especially this particular problem is so embarrassing yeah. because 
for a man to admit that he struggles with porn is for him to admit that he's weak. Mm. And and I, I tell him that one of the reasons why I, for example, I, and I'm not saying this, I'm proud of this, I can't watch uh, um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no. I can't do it. And, it. and it looks really good to me. It looks like the fight scenes and that kind of yeah, period, that kind of genre, I just love. But I don't watch that because I am weak, mm. because that would get in my head. Mm-hmm. And I have enough of that crap in my right. head that I don't want more. Right. Yeah. And, and so for me, I, I just can't do that. But I think with men, we desperately need to be able to drop the walls. And this is where our sisters in Christ mm. can really teach us. Mm. Because I think, I'm, I don't think I'm being misogynistic here, but I think it's just easier for women to be relational mm-hmm. about whatever's going on in their sure. heart and yeah, mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With men, not so much, but we have to learn how to do that. Right. Mm. Because guy, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you struggle with this, I'm here to tell you, brother, you are not alone. That's yeah. right. You are not alone. And there are other men of God that struggle with the very same thing that you are. And we just need to come out of the, out of the shadows mm-hmm. and talk about that stuff. Well, and, and be, be brave. You yeah. talked about it's being weak. Be brave. Yeah. Be the man who's willing to go first in mm-hmm. your group of friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've found that when I'm in a small group and the vulnerability usually starts with the leader, mm-hmm. um, someone has to be the one who's willing to go first mm-hmm. yeah. and say, you know, maybe it's prayer request time and everyone wants to be like, oh, you know, pray for, uh, I have a car repair tomorrow. But what if you said, you know what, I'm really struggling with fill in the blanks in mm-hmm. and I really need you guys to pray for me, mm-hmm. pray for me, pray with me, check me on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what a, a ripple effect that could have right. mm-hmm. where maybe someone else is struggling with the same sin or something else. And they're like, oh, this is a safe place mm-hmm. to bear my soul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. and, and we are talking about men and you know, I, I don't know about if women would be more open to talk about mm-hmm. their fill in the blank sin yeah. that is, I don't know, somehow less shameful. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know how we yeah. kind of play yeah. that game mm-hmm. in our heads. But I think, and, and I don't know for sure, but, you know, we talked about it's not just a man's problem, but we, we as women, I think, mm-hmm. don't like to believe that, but right. think that, well, gosh, if, I'm, if I struggle with pornography, I thought that was just something men struggle with. Right. You know, and so I'm yeah. almost like riddled with more shame. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I, I think the same stands for women, you know, um, maybe we're more apt to talk about these things, but you know, if, if someone, can we talk about that? If someone approaches you, man or woman, right. Um, maybe a man approaches a man or a woman approaches a woman and confesses, I am struggling with pornography. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. What, what would we say to them? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Well, I, I would, I would, the first question I would ask is what kind of help do you need? Mm. That's a good. That's if, a really if good you need, uh, if you need a supportive friend, um, I I can do that. Mm. If you want prayer, I can do that. Uh, if you want me to police you, I can't do that. Mm. Um, as much as I would want to, sure, I I can't because I I might be able to take your computer and throw it away, right? But then you've got the images and the videos already in your head that you can access at any moment, any time, mm. and so if it's support. 
um, if it's encouragement, if it's, it's, if it's a weekly or, or every other day check-in, if it's, if it's my phone number that you can call any time of any day, I'm there. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll help you. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's me having to police you, right. I, I, I can barely police myself, yeah. let alone someone else. Yeah. And so I would encourage, I would do that. And, and plus, if, if, if the fellowship has some, in, in my case, a group of men that struggle with this common thing, then I might want them to involve. But also, I, I think that sometimes when, we, when we're all together and we all struggle with the same exact sin, that can be debilitating a little mm-hmm. bit. But the, but the truth is we all struggle with sin. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just that sin takes a different label yep. uh, with that. Do you think that looks different for women, Beth? Um, I would, hmm. I love that question. How do you want me to help you? Yeah. What kind mm-hmm. of um, they might not know, you know, but yeah. I think that I love that answer, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. they may have a specific example or something. Right. I think, I think it's okay to call each other to holiness mm-hmm. and purity. Yeah. Like, you know what, sister, I love you. That is a sin. Mm-hmm. The choices you're making are sinful. Mm-hmm. They're harmful. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt your family. Um, what choice can you make right now mm-hmm. that's a step towards Jesus? Because mm-hmm. like we talk about repentance in, in kids' ministry, and it's, it's not just saying you're sorry to God, but it's turning away from your sin, turning your back on your sin, and walking towards Jesus. And I think we can be bold enough to call each other to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. turn your back on that sin mm-hmm. again and again and again well, and again. I, I think that is so wise because I think w- one of us, I think it was maybe you, Shelby, was saying early on in the show that stop doing this, stop doing this, yeah. stop doing this. And probably now that I've had a chance, especially with what you just said, mm-hmm. Beth, to answer your question... I would also ask, what are you pursuing instead? Yes. Yes. Um, Because if you're just focusing on stop looking, stop thinking, stop looking, stop thinking, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be awful. You're going to run out of energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Paul says in 2 Timothy 2, 22, when he gives wisdom to this young pastor, Timothy. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So yeah, flee those things, whatever that is, in this case, porn, mm-hmm. flee those things. But instead of just saying no to that, say yes to, in this case, uh, righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And so the second question I'd probably ask mm-hmm. if someone came up to me is, what are you pursuing instead of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at um, instead of that? Well, I think... We've talked enough about this, and probably we've just described the, the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, listener, we, we want you to know that we have got a, a very aggressive biblical counseling ministry here at Arcade. Uh, I'm hoping that if you don't art- attend Arcade, that you attend a church that has that as well. Um, uh, so hopefully you can be able to be involved with that. But we do want to give you hope. This is a behold mm-hmm. yep podcast. And so ladies, what, what, how would we want to finish this off? If we were, if there was someone sitting at our table that is just beaten down, man or woman, beaten down by porn, how do we end a behold podcast with encouragement to them? 
I, I think it's with hope. Yeah. I think that I know that there's hope. Yeah. I don't, don't believe the lie that your sin is unforgivable, that you've gone too far, that Jesus couldn't ever possibly forgive the sins you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read to you out of Romans, Romans chapter 7, 24 and 25. This is Paul speaking. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. There's always hope, right? Always hope. And that's written by a guy who's frustrated by sin. Mm -hmm. And and this is the Apostle Paul. Yeah, this is Paul. We kind of put him up on a pedestal, right? right? Yeah, this is the Iron Man of the Christian faith kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And, and he is saying, he is coming to the conclusion about himself. What a wretched man I yeah. am. And what am I going to do about that? Praise be to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what it may, t- it may be the first thing you need to do after this podcast is over is just take a moment and worship and worship God and thank him for his good grace and thank him for his son, Jesus Christ. It is a cloud going to come over you and, and all of a sudden you're going to no longer hunger or no longer see porn as pleasure? Probably not. But if it does, then thanks be to God. But no matter what, there is going to be, as Beth said, always, always hope. There is never hopelessness when it comes to Mm -hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what's so important. Mm -hmm. And before Beth signs off, I just want to say we we have an email. Mm -hmm. It's behold at Mm arcadechurch.com. If you would like uh, if you have a question about this or something to add or, or maybe even something that you, uh, another show that you would like us to talk about, we would be more than willing to read that mm-hmm. and think about it if you have a question um, pertaining to that. Um, Shelby, thanks. Oh, yeah, it's thank you. It's been good thanks, having Shelby. you here. It's been good to be yeah, here. Thanks, I appreciate guys. it. We've, uh, Shelby is behind, not behind the microphone, but behind the scenes so often because she's our, our producer. And, and Chad, once again, got mad skills. And so, Chad... Chad, wake up. Wake up, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go ahead, Beth. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, Never an easy topic to discuss, but just remember, um, there's hope, there's forgiveness. Um, Run to Jesus. Keep listening to our podcast. We love having you. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share. Um, Do all the things with the podcast so more people can hear it. We We love um, having these conversations and we love having you listen. So until next time, um, keep your eyes on Jesus. Mm